Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello guys and welcome to this week's episode of Free and Figuring It Out. So we're actually recording this on the autumn equinox day and there's starting to be a chill in the air. No, I... no, 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 I'm not taking it, I'm not taking it. <laughs> and you, and you, yeah, you would have strong opinions about this topic. Um, I am just trying to figure out the changing of the seasons. I am always so affected by the change of the seasons and not probably like you, Sherelle, in the, the, that lack of sun and the dark mornings and the dark evenings, like none of that, I suppose it's part of it, but it doesn't really bother me. It's just, it's like my body knows that we're switching into like a different pace of life in a way, you know, it's like slightly slower, slightly more indoors, more jumpers, like all of kind of that vibe, even though it's been a funny one this year because it's not like we've all been out on holiday in bars till midnight miss covid so um yeah i'm just trying to figure that out if i'm sounding a bit croaky it's because i've got something going on that wants to come out and celebrate the change of the seasons i'm not covid it's just like feel a bit coldy i'm sleeping lots um and it's also um maybon which is a pagan festival um celebrating the changing of the seasons as well so there's lots going on out there, but just for those, I found this really interesting because we, we hear all these words of what things are and we sometimes don't know exactly why it's called that or what it means. But the equinox is basically when the sun will be exactly above Earth's equator, moving from north to south. So around the time of the equinox, Earth's northern and southern hemispheres are receiving the sun's rays equally. Mm. so there's there's two points in the year it's the, the spring and, and the autumn when when this happens so um so yeah i just find it quite interesting from it so now we're like basically smack bang halfway between like the longest day of the year and the shortest day of the year that's right yeah. isn't it yeah um and yeah i'm really starting to feel that it's actually been quite a nice september um but the flat that i live in is like i get evening sun and i remember when i first moved into it I was like it was like 7 30 probably I was having dinner with my friend mm. on the balcony and I was like oh this is perfect because like you get evening sun so you know after you finish work you can come over and we can have a drink and we can have dinner and it's gorgeous and now I'm like I was like looking the other day and I was like no because because it's getting shorter and shorter like I've really noticed yeah. how like dark it is already and I was thinking actually one of the things I think COVID's really made me more aware of is actual nature and that pattern and I don't think before whilst you know it's getting darker I don't think I was as conscious about like actually what time it starts getting like and particularly what time it gets dark because it impacts like I've been trying to walk a lot and it really impacts me because I'm like well you can't walk in the I don't want to walk in the dark so I'm like you have to start getting out earlier and earlier so I am a little bit scared about winter I'm not gonna lie um because I just think it's a really it does get really short and that thought yeah. of then only having X amount of hours. I remember once like having a joke with someone. I was like, I mean, can you just imagine living somewhere where we only get like eight hours a day of sunshine? 
It's almost like that is basically us in the winter. <laughs> mm. And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, and it can it can be tricky with people's moods. Like some people, you know, have have the sad disorder and and it really affects them. And mm. there's no winter sun this winter. <laughs> you know, no one's getting away yeah. from winter sun really the way it's looking at the minute. So um I think we do need to be careful and really try and look after ourselves because um I think it's different being in lockdown and with COVID and being told, you know, please stay indoors, but being able to have a garden or even just walk around the block and yeah. and it be nice weather. But when it's freezing and rainy and windy and you kind of, you're losing that option, I think it can be tricky. So I think yeah. we all need to just be aware of our mental health and, and look after ourselves. I have got one of those lights that's meant to help you mm-hmm. with SAD because I think... I think I've self-diagnosed myself. It's probably just because I'm dramatic. But I was definitely like, you need to start putting it on now. And like, because you can sit next to your computer, so I can stick it on for a few. Yeah. I can't remember how long I'm meant to stick it on for when you're working. But I was thinking I need to get onto it now because I think it is going to be, like you said, it's just a different um, vibe. And I was saying some of the other day, like, I can't remember the last time I walked in the rain because now it's 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 like optional like before in life if I walked in the rain it was because I had to do something like I'd be like well I've got to go to work or I have to go to the mm. theatre tonight or I've got to go to this event and therefore if it was raining or not it didn't matter I just got to get on with it whereas now because I'm only walk for like pleasure it's like well if it's raining I'm not going to go out and so that even that's a weird thing so like you yeah you said when you were mentioning about like the wind and the rain and I was like I'm gonna go nowhere I'm gonna put all the weight back on <laughs> No, you're not. You're still doing yoga every day, looking fabulous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just think, it, I do think everyone needs to, and I, I think some people are excited, some people are definitely are oh, winter, like autumn and winter babies, good on you. I wish I was you this year, um, that's for sure. But yeah, I think it's also very interesting to pay attention to your actual body. So for me, you know, I like work, I can definitely feel how much happier I am working as soon as we hit into autumn because I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. I've got no FOMO, not yeah. missing any sun. You've ever said that, yeah. I know. And it and it's funny because it like my body has absolutely already just been like a woof. And that's good. And you know, we've talked about whether you understand like your body, how it responds in a day, like if you are an only bird or a night owl, like we've talked about like how it relates to like your period cycle. And I think also some people like the year just make a difference. And I think really understanding your body and how it responds to different seasons is important if you really want to be like performing at your best throughout the year and making it work for you. So definitely something to listen to and pay attention to mm. as we move into autumn. Definitely. So I've been figuring out insurance. Oh the joy of being an adult. Dun, 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 dun that word it's just i know it's just bit... so, such a boring word isn't it like well for me i hear it and i think oh well this is the thing so <laughs> i recently a few few months ago i'd read a book called the meaningful money handbook and they mm. had a whole chapter in there about like insurance and i was like yeah i really need to look at mine because i feel a bit like i've got like i've got life insurance i've got business insurance i've got content insurance i've got buildings insurance but you know how many of us really understand what we sign how much have we like mm. read and understood it my business insurance is up this week so that's why I'm having this giving me the kick up the bum to actually like look at it and try and actually read the policy and be like is this what I need is this covered and like because sometimes it can just feel like you just got money coming 
all these like direct debits of all these insurance going out but you think I don't even know how to even make a claim like I don't even know what anything's valid for and I think you said like we are quite um it's one of those things no one talks to anyone about like you look like yeah. oh, Verity. so you know on my life insurance policy I've got blah blah, blah. no one talks like that no, so like, I think do tell <laughs> <laughs> but it is really it is important and um you know yeah. I think like I bought life insurance because I had bought a flat and that was why I bought it originally so that um if I died nothing it, my parents would be able to buy their flat and it wouldn't be an issue for them like financially but you know if you've got children if you like depending on your life situation different things matter I've also got critical illness as well for example um and so I think there's so like there's so many options and in this book it was talking a lot about unless you're like rich you probably can't afford to get all the insurance in the world so actually you need to sit down and work out well what's the like the optimum compromise situation which is you feel you've got enough mm-hmm. protection against the things that could happen but you uh you're not basically paying out for everything because you could just end up spending all your monthly income probably paying back on insurance so it's like trying to find yeah. that middle ground so that's what i'm doing at the moment reading boring policies yay well, no, it, it you know, it, it's it's something that we do need to think about. And it's interesting you hear talk about life insurance, because every time I hear that, I always imagine like a 75 year old woman talking about life insurance. But it's not. And the only reason I don't have it is because I don't really own anything of value. Yeah. So like <laughs> if I pop my clogs, it just someone needs to cover a funeral, you know, like. So it's, I, you know, there's nothing, people can take whatever they want, really. So until I earn my millions, um, it's just not need you know in my life it's not needed but then I have the insurances that either I need by law like car insurance um or that you know like I say business that that covers stuff that I do so I think like you say it depends where you are in your life what's your priority and 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 working out and not being scared of it because it can it's such an intimidating topic because you just think oh my god you know some people I know have the attitude of well I'm just paying out every month for nothing Mm. and obviously in a way that is true until something happens oh yeah and then that 10 pound a month has saved you 50 grand yeah. because you've been able to whatever you know so. no and like you said like I think if you don't like like I said if you don't have lots of friends for example that are like own a place that have children you probably don't know anyone that has life insurance unless you someone's like rich and like critical illness for example I didn't really think that much about it and then when I had my operation on my knee and I couldn't go to work, I realised, yeah. And that was just an operation. So I was like, can you imagine mm. if something massively happened and you couldn't go to work? Um, that would be a real, like, big deal. So, yeah, I think lots of people don't think about it. I think there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think as we are getting older, you know, we're not our free, willing 20-year-old self as we get older. And it's either we build more wealth or we you know actually maybe like our income some people get protection against work income as well because they're like actually the amount they earn yeah. goes up and that's more important if your your body starts to deteriorate you have other people that depend on you and you want to make sure they get left in a decent state there's so many reasons so yeah it's definitely something to not just shut your eyes to um and also just being comfortable about knowing what you are protected for because i think even if you decide mm. not to take everything just knowing it that's a it should be a conscious choice not a mm-hmm. i've just never even considered it sort of thing yeah so, yeah, that's yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. Well, what have you been reading verity 
Um, well, so I came across this, an article this week, but you know when sometimes you read an article and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been looking for this for ages. Like it just like ticked all the boxes for me in terms of the stuff that I've been thinking about. It's in The Guardian by Sarah Wilson, who is in the industry, in, in the industry, in the wellness industry. She also wrote a book called um, Why I Quit Sugar, and she, I'll tell you about the things that, that she's writing now. But it's entitled The Wellness Realm Has Fallen Into Conspirit Conspiritualization. Oh my gosh, let's start that again. The Wellness Realm Has Fallen Into Conspiritualism. I have a sense why. Ooh. I've never said that word before in my life. That's why I struggled. That's a great um, title though. Yeah. So kind of subtitle is the collision of new age, light and love with the conspirational world of QAnon. It may seem surprising, um, but as a retired veteran of the wellbeing industry, Sarah Wilson can see the link. Now, I'm going to fill people in here because I had to Google lots going through this because some of the things I'd never heard of. So QAnon is a far-right conspiracy theory alleging that a cable of Satan-worshipping paedophiles running a global child sex trafficking ring is plotting against President Donald Trump, who is battling them, leading to a day of reckoning involving the mass arrest of journalists and politicians. Wow. So that's what that is in a nutshell. But I think, you know, please read up on it yourself because that takes a bit of time to kind of sink in. So she kind of starts off by saying that, you know, she she used to be in this realm. I, I feel a bit like this as well. I, I used to be much more in the wellness realm than I am now. I kind of, I, yeah, I feel in a, a slightly different position now um, where some people think that Trump is a light worker. Do you know what a light worker is, Shrella? I'm just... I feel like I hear people say it, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, so it's just kind of someone who is on this earth to do good in a way, to like spread. Okay, I definitely the, believe that. The kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, she says there are people who follow her, like mums making their own bone broth, uh, yoga teachers posting roomy memes, um, who believe um, things about kind of, like we just said about global sex trafficking, is it Cabal, Cable? I'm not sure. Um, they're retweeting um, Pete Evans' links to David Ick. Do you know David Ick? Mm -mm. So he's a conspiracy theorist. Okay. Um, who, if I'm really honest, scares me to death because really? I just, yeah, because I can see how many people love him mm. and it scares me. He is a Holocaust denier who thinks the world is run by shapes shifting lizards from Earth to space. Um, so she she continues kind of, um, you know, talking through these things, you know, really looking at um, like YouTube um, documentaries um, called Pandemic, um, where people say that the injection that they're trying to create is a way to wipe out the white nation. Um, hmm. so um, ethnic minorities can reign supreme um, which they've not been able to because uh, white people have reigned supreme um, and there's kind of a hashtag going around called do your own research which is all about if you read something then just like kind of investigate it yourself rather yeah. than taking it as gospel 
um yeah and she she kind of just keeps you know going into all these little pockets of things that are going on at the minute which I see all the time and I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before I didn't really know how to manage it because I don't want to dismiss people who have these opinions I believe that everyone should have an opinion but it is about that what was the source Mm. where did you see that have you looked into it yourself you know are you talking to people who aren't like you or have different opinions to you about it to try and have a really rounded view about it and um yeah it's just a really really interesting article obviously she is more of the feeling that you know there is a lot of conspiracy theory out there and it can be quite damaging um but I think if you're like me and you've been a bit confused about why so many people are anti-vaccine and you know they're saying that there could be like Bill Gates is putting a chip in the vaccine so we can be tracked and I'm not saying none of it is true. I'm just saying, you know, do your own research, look at the mm. evidence, try and um, delve into the the science element of things. And yeah, she just kind of talks about how because you're in the wellness in- industry or a spiritual person, then it's like no one can argue with your opinion because you're just yeah. trying to do good. And I think there's a real danger in that. So um yeah, like I said, she's about to release a book called This One Wild and Precious Life. Um, and it's all about how we've lost connection with each other, the world, etc. Um, but I will pop the link in the show notes. It's a re- it's it's quite a heavy article in the in the fact that it's so it goes through so many different things, but it's super, super interesting in trying to understand what's going on at the minute, um, and and you know, people's opinions of kind of just the world that we live in at the moment so. no it does sound really interesting I think conspiracy theories are, are such and I find them really interesting because I mm. think that once someone sort of plants something in your head that you can always find something to back it up like it's that whole thing about confirmation bias and so yeah. then I do believe it that's one of the reasons why like whether it's the echo chambers in your social media or whether it's just because someone's wrote to you and then you then your brain keeps on picking up every single other thing in the world to reinforce it that it it's crazy what we can end up believing and yeah there are some wild conspiracy theories but then also I believe that there's some of them that I'm, I'm not aware of that I've brought into. Do you know what I mean? Like it's this mm. in the same way that look how many old wives tales we buy into. And it's like, really, mm-hmm. there's no, do you get what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's a similar thing, isn't it? It's just this idea of yeah. someone wouldn't said something. We don't have any real science or really knowledge to back it up, but someone believed it, then you believed it and then you just carry on using it. So. Yeah. And it, even just on a softer angle to that, um because my partner is like German Indian so when I say something that's very British Uh, she'll be like what does that mean why do you say that and honestly 80% of the time I'm like I have no idea I have to google it I'm like why do we say like hold your horses or why do like Mm. just random thing because I'm like I can't answer it I genuinely cannot answer it and then you think why I've just been saying that for years and years and I have no idea what I'm saying mm. you know and and that um it, like you just said it's so interesting but um yeah so I definitely recommend and um, and have you been having your head in a book 
this What's week. That? I've actually got myself, I feel like I'm in a better reading route again. I feel like I slowed down a little bit and now I'm like, bam, bam, bam. So I feel good. Um, I have just finished reading a book called The Prosperous Coach um, by Steve Chandler and Rich is it a Litvin or yeah, Litvin? That's how you say it. So this book was actually mentioned to me, mentioned to me by one of my coaching, one of my clients I coach. She's a life coach, and she was like, "Yeah, someone told me to read this book because this person says you don't need a website and you don't need to do any marketing." <laughs> I'm like, "Great, oh. you paid me to help you with marketing, and now you're telling me you don't want a website or any marketing." Yay! So you to try and read the opposition sort of view and, and understand it. Yeah, so I thought, let me read it now. The two books, one of them, I can't remember which way around it is, one of them basically was a struggling coach, really wanted to um, like improve his coaching practice. And the other guy was running, so was running like seminars, workshops, whatever. So one of them basically came, he then changed his life. He ended up going four times and is now on the board. So now they're both together. They both work for the same company. But the point was one of them originally was a failing coach. And it was, I thoroughly enjoyed the book, even though they're telling everyone not to have a website and to do no marketing. What I really did find interesting about the book is it came from a real place of service. And it was really just like, actually, if you're building relationships with people, if you're giving like amazing experiences, then that is how you will build your business. And whilst I don't believe alone that is enough, and I don't, I, I do think it's important to actually do something active and not just sit down and wait for things to happen I do think there is something very important about um one really trying to give the best service you can to all your clients and being like your your current clients are your best advocates to either refer you to new people or to come back to you mm-hmm. and also building relationships and I think it's been a very interesting time over the last six months for relationships I think it's been really evident for me this idea of you know, the people that contact you that like, just like, on, like people trying to network online is just hilarious, basically. Because there's just people that's just like, and I get people on my LinkedIn all the time that just write these ridiculous messages. And then like, if you accept it, you just get bombarded with a sales message. And I'm like, I don't literally know you from Adam. And we didn't even meet, if you met me in person, then there might've been a slightly bit chance. But when you're so cold, it come, everything comes across colder online. It's not going to work. And it makes me sad because LinkedIn always felt like a safe space where it was genuine connections. Like you very rare, I feel, well, I feel on LinkedIn, you very rarely have people you're connected to who you literally have no idea who they are. Yeah. You know, like, you know, on Facebook, you get these random people like who found you in a group trying to yeah. befriend you. And I've, I've fallen prey to it. And I'm like, oh no, don't try and sell me something. Like, I just thought you'd be a good person to have in my network, you know, for your friend request. Like, so I get it. It's, yeah online networking yeah and so this so I think it was interesting reading reading this book at the time because I was like maybe in in a normal situation when we're networking more I would believe in it in a bit more when we were meeting people in person but I am a big advocate of you know you should you know like try not to burn your bridges with people you should you know try to leave like bring value to all the people you do have in your network and if you're not looking for the sale and actually coming from a place of service and being helpful to people then in the long term it was work like I am totally happy to turn if people come to me and I'm like you're I'm probably not the right person for you I'm happy to refer you to someone else like I know lots of marketing people and that, and therefore I think because then at some point in the future if 
if your business grows, for example, and then in the future, I am the right person, you might come back to me. Or then it means you might know someone else in the future, like, oh, actually, they, those two go together and like rather than just thinking short-term 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 actually being like if you're going to be building a business like th- this is what I'm going to be doing for the next like what how old am I 30 years gosh so <laughs> so stop trying to make this massive quick sale like as if yeah. your business has only got one month and you need to sell you need to say yes to everything this month and you sign everyone up on the spot and actually think about making relationships that will last the time and it will prove a point so I really enjoy it I think obviously it's made for coaches but even as a, a non-coach I found it interesting I think anyone that has a service-based business would find it uh, interesting and um, but definitely was something to just make me as you said good to read someone who has a different opinion so as someone who's like no do marketing and make a website it was good to just also read the other side and like you said I think that's important for us to keep on challenging our opinions and rather than just dismissing people because I could have turned around and been like no that guy's an idiot I don't know why they would teach you that but I actually thought no let me sit down and now the next time I have a one-to-one with my life coach client I can have an informed discussion with her about the book and then talk about why I still think what we're doing is the right thing rather than letting her get all this knowledge and then come to me and then me not be able to actually have a decent conversation with it. So, yeah. Mm. No, I I think that's um, like really, I don't know what the word is, smart wise. I think, I think it shows how rounded you are as a kind of, you know, marketing strategist and, and kind of consultant. And um, I found this was, you know, working with, to Dada.org in that I'm doing a data science course and I was on a webinar last night called Tech for Non-Tech and I don't want to become an engineer I don't want to become a coder but I need to understand like the language of the people that I'm going to be working with and that's a similar thing isn't it it's like it just it just makes you um more rounded and and kind of I suppose a, a better leader in a way and trying to not be dismissive and be like yeah. that just looks like loads of numbers on the screen I have no idea what that means and try and be like right well why is it loads of numbers like let's try and figure this out I'm not yeah. going to code but at least I can try and show respect to you by you know delving into material that isn't my norm so yeah I think I think that's super interesting well I have been watching uh, re-watching I think I first watched about two-thirds of this when it came out which was 2013 I don't know if I feel like it was anyway I'll say what it is um Orange is the New Black Woo-hoo. so I don't know if it feels like it came out longer ago or I can't figure it out anyway no. so right. I think I've mentioned it before when we talked about um transgender people um because Laverne Cox it was probably the first major role of yeah. a transgender woman on uh, mainstream tv um that again wasn't um negatively derived as well um as as we spoke about in that documentary called disclosure which has happened a lot in the trans community in hollywood and on screen but basically started watching it because obviously i'm in a same-sex relationship it's so hard to find representation and I was going to ask you this, Sherelle, and I hope you don't mind as a black woman, like if you feel like this sometimes, you just want to watch something where you can see you in it. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, and and I obviously I don't mind watching. And I was just thinking then before when I was writing this down about friends. And I'd okay. love to know what friends would look like if it was created this year. Mm. Because 
yes, they had like a lesbian couple in the background and they had like a black woman coming in in like season seven or whatever. But it was six white straight people. Yeah. And I just don't think that could be created now. I just don't think it would have the pop- popularity it did mm. if that was built now. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, do know, some... I do know what you mean. I don't know if I would agree that it wouldn't have the same popularity, but I do know what you I mean. Really, about no, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if I think it would damage, if it wouldn't be received as well, because I still think there are programmes that are the representation, the diversity of them is awful and they still mm. seem to do well. So... But I do think it'd be interesting, like, yeah, you can't, to, if that producer came now and was like, okay, what should the diversity of that cast actually be like? Because that clearly is not the representation of what New York City looks like. Yeah, oh gosh, no, no, definitely not. Um, but yeah, so we just started watching it because we just kind of, you know, we, we were sick of trying to find like LGBTQ plus stuff on Netflix, mm. Amazon Prime and you know, I think I've mentioned this before, the stuff's either a bit cheesy or it's intense, you know, there's like a negative vibe to it. And we just wanted something lighthearted that had yeah. women like us in it. So well, I'm not sure if I say Orange is the New know. Black is lighthearted. <laughs> Literally, I'm like on a cliff, I thought I called a cliffhanger every week at oh, the I end know. of like, oh But God, it's like a it. black comedy, isn't it? You know, like some of the lesbian dramas I've watched, it's like really dark, like okay. super dark. And it's like, oh my Lord, I don't need this on a Tuesday night. So, um, so yeah, so we've been watching that and that's that's been just really nice, really fun. I thought we've had a few giggles and yeah. As I was saying to Verity, she mentioned before we came on that that's what we should talk about. And I was like, Orange is the New Black is probably, I think may be the only, what are they called? What is that? What is it called when it's a series? Box. Is it a box? box? No. Is it a box? No. Whatever it is, because this is how much you know I don't know about TV. I can't even work out what it's called. <laughs> a series? Is it a series? I don't know. It's the only one I've got the whole way through. So I actually started watching it when I was in a relationship. So that's why I do think it was 2013, because I would have been with that person then. And yeah. so that was when I actually used to watch TV. And it was like one thing we could watch together. And then I, I generally really, really enjoyed it. That I like did have to watch it the whole way through. And virtually nothing else has ever caught my attention. Like I generally don't miss it. Like, you know, when people tell me about things, I'm like, don't have interest. But there's something about Orange is the New Black that just really just got me. And I think you're right. It was... It's such a diverse cast. Like, it yeah, really does really feel like it's really is represent- representative of what's going on. Obviously, they are great at a cliffhanger. Like, literally, it'd be like, you've got to go to bed in Asheville. You've got to go to bed. And then they'll be like, and they're like I just got to watch one more episode. I just got to watch it. And it's also just funny because I'm just like, I never want to end up in prison. Like, it just scares the thought of going oh to a prison. just gosh. scares me <laughs> so much that I'm just like, you know, but... Yeah, I think it's a really is a really good series. So I'm glad that it's obviously you're making time to rewatch it. <laughs> mm, yeah, and also like there's it's big and it only finished last year. Like that was when the final episode was there. So yeah, it'll be it'll be good, especially as the nights get darker and the sofa's more appealing. And you know, it yeah, we'll we'll have a, a little watch of that. Um, yeah, but I um. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really just enjoying kind of something different. It's a bit of escapism as well. That was yeah. one thing I was going to mention because it is, you can't imagine and God forbid, never live in a prison. Um, but it is that kind of, you know, a, a world that 
but neither of us know in mm-hmm. terms of you know where it's set so yeah. Um, and you can I think everyone can buy into one character as well like I think that's the thing yeah. as well like you can there's like so many different stories that even if you hate a few of them there's like a few people that you really can resonate with and yeah it's really yeah well I think because like, I I can get I could go if I ended up going to prison oh my god it scares me saying this but I think I probably would be similar to Piper in the you know <laughs> they'd be like oh she's like got a degree or what you know like because that's the way I am like if someone's having a conversation I'd be like did you know that da, 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 da. and they'd be like oh shut up white girl so she yeah. <laughs> was just like mm-hmm um so what is our little oh, what did we call it I called it something really beautiful last week not task. You, t- you tell them what it is. Well, I tell them what it is. It. So, obviously, I think we have all learnt a lot this year. And I've been saying a lot about, I generally at the moment feel as if in X amount of years' time, we'll be able to look back and be like, do you know what? Actually, whilst it was the weirdest thing mm. <laughs> that ever happened, and it is literally the weirdest thing that's ever happened in the world for us, for most of us. I did learn stuff about myself through it, which I probably would never have known otherwise. So the question this week is, what do I know to be true that I didn't know a year ago? Oh, I love it. Oh, that's great. And just, you know, we called it a life prompt, a life prompt. which I'm all over that. So yeah. Yeah. So get the yeah. journal out and say, and write down, what do I know to be true that I didn't know a year ago? And I think just you know really reflect on it because I think I have personally learned a lot and one of the things I I have been saying to quite a few people is I do think it can be very easy in the future for us to forget like Mm. it could be very easy for us to go back into our old way and forget the stuff we've learned so I think actually really writing it down is powerful and this could be things you've learned about yourself about your friends your family like your the way you live your life about the world about like the powers that be like you can can write all your conspiracy theories down as well that's fine but you know just actually writing it all down so that i think in a few years time you can look back and you'll be like oh yeah but i did all this stuff did happen and i learned so much about myself and it was a valuable experience so Mm. yeah Get, get the journal right. out, give it a go. Get the journal out, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us this week, everyone. We hope you all have a great few days and we will speak to you next Friday. See you next Friday. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.